This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. As everybody wakes up from their Super Bowl hangover, uh, you realize there's other things going on. Yeah, a whole lot of hoops. We just dissected, as we'll do every single day for the next couple of weeks, a different division, the Northwest and the NBA. And we'll have NBA bets before we wrap up and lightning bets here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack alongside Jim Rodriguez as both Joe and Aaron are off on vacation the rest of the week and next week as well. But yeah, hoops, Isaac Trotter in about 40 minutes for his perspective on where things go from here. But Reed Wallach taps in now from BetSided and the Early Read podcast. Follow him on socials at Reed Wallach, uh, W-A-L-L-A-C-H. Reed, thanks for joining us, man, especially the morning after we get yet another road top 10, uh, a top 10 team going on the road and getting not just losing, like that's not the scarlet letter that some people would make it out to be in years past. Oh, they, they lost in conference and oh, top 10 team. No, anybody can go on the road and lose now in these power conferences, especially the big ones like the big 12. Uh, but Kansas went on the road and got thrashed last night. Yeah, uh, pretty ugly result for the Jayhawks, and that's kind of been the knock on Kansas all year. They are a dominant team at home. Allen Field has what? They smoked Houston two weeks ago. They beat Mm -hmm. Baylor shorthanded on Saturday. Then they go on the road, and it's a different team. Uh, Same thing happened the past two weeks. Again, win big at home on Saturday, lose on Monday on the road against a uh, more middling, I'd say, uh, Big 12 team. Texas Tech's pretty good. Kansas State closer to the bottom. But – I think what this means, and this is a Big 12 thing. The Big 12 is, I think, far and away the best conference this year. But it shows that the gap between the top and the gap between the middle is as close as ever in college basketball with the emergence of the transfer portal, with the emergence of NILs sort of uh, picking and choosing who is going to join each team. So I think what this all means is that it's going to set up for another chaotic NCAA tournament where you could have some teams make some surprising runs, maybe not to the national championship like San Diego State or the Final Four like FAU, but where you're going to see some interesting teams that aren't your perennial blue bloods in the second weekend and beyond. I think that's what this is more saying, all these wacky results with a lot of top 10 teams going down once they leave home. Hey, Reed. now you you mentioned that how good the, the Big 12 is um, you know, they're going to they're gonna bring in a lot of their member schools to the university, but you have a nice little ticket on a Big 12 school. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I placed yesterday, and every week what I like to do is kind of a weekly roundup of where each team stands in terms of Kempom. Obviously, if you listen uh, to a lot of sports betting shows, they're going to bring up Kempom, uh, the advanced metric site. 
every year since 2003 outside of two, when the NCAA tournament is over, the team that wins the title fits both top 20 in terms of adjusted offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. So it's still a moving target, but I like to look through that lens and who can play themselves into that bucket. So a team like Iowa State isn't necessarily inside the threshold right now. They are 45th and 44th, I'm sorry, in terms of offense, third in defense. But I could see them playing their way into that 2020 buck. And I actually placed a future on them last night to win the national championship at 35 to one and to make the final four at seven to one. Uh, I could break down their game tonight against Cincinnati, but the skinny on Iowa state is their defense is fantastic. It has been since TJ Otzelberger got there, but the knock on them has been their offense. Remember last year they played Pitt in the first round. They were six seed. They scored like sub 50 points is one of the ugliest games ever. And they lost that team was outside the top 100 in terms of Ken Palm's adjusted offensive efficiency this year. Like I said, they're up to 44th. They are 61st in effective field goal percentage. They have a great point guard in Taman Lipsy. And again, the defense is nails. I will argue and say that Iowa State is a better version than Houston is. I think what people think the Cougars are, who is the number one team in Kempom, I actually think that's what Iowa State is. Houston, all their offensive success comes from getting offensive rebounds. They are one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. They're also out to the two, top 200 in terms of effective field goal percentage. Iowa State does a lot of the same things. They turn opponents over. They don't let you get inside the paint, and they turn their defense into offense. But Iowa State could shoot. Like I said, 61st in terms of effective field goal percentage. Iowa State is likely going to be on that two or three line come the tournament. I think this number is going all but down. So I think the Cyclones, this might be the year they break through uh, with a better offense and, again, an elite defense. Uh, So Cyclones, and then I'm happy to talk about the game tonight at Cincinnati. Yeah, what is the take? Because we just got done talking about Kansas going on the road in the Big 12 and the perils of going on the road in the Big 12. Um, Why can Iowa State go into Cincinnati and handle business tonight? So I bet Iowa State as a small underdog. I think you look at this Iowa State profile. They've gone on the road already this year, and they've played not only competitive, they've won games. They won at TCU without aforementioned point guard, Taman Lipsy. They won on the road to Texas last week and won pretty convincingly. I know it ended up being a five-point game, but that was Iowa State the whole way. Uh, so I think Iowa State, a team, like I said, third in the country in terms of turnover percentage. And they give a Cincinnati team fits who can't protect the ball, nor can they shoot. They are shooting sub-30% from three in Big 12 play, and this isn't a fluke. If you look at shot quality, they're actually due to shoot worse from three-point land. Uh, They can clean the glass Cincinnati really well. They're the best offensive rebounding team in Big 12 play. But I just think, again, this is a styles make fights type of thing. Iowa State is just like Houston. I think Iowa State, like I said, is a better version of Houston. Houston pushed as five-point favorites against Cincinnati on Saturday. I think Iowa State could go and take care of business, win this game on the road. I think Cincinnati, a, a team I like to back as an underdog, typically a big underdog especially. But in this case, I don't think like, they're expected to win this game against Iowa State. So I'll take the Cyclones as a small road underdog. Yeah, and I think we get some relief from Jason Kelsey. I think he will not be there, even though he's a proud uh, Bearcat uh, <laughs> alumni there. So, Reed, let, 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 let's talk about another game. You, you, um, you, you have a bet with Butler and Marquette. Marquette's always a fun watch. How, what, what's your side of that one for tonight? So I love Marquette. I think this is a great team. But at a point, you got to get off the train. So I I like Butler here as a home underdog. Marquette, they've won seven in a row, one of the nation's longest winning streaks. And the the last game they lost 
was against Butler at home. And everyone's going to say, oh, well, Marquette, they're not going to shoot five of 31 from three again like they did against Butler when they lost by seven on their home court. They're going to get them back at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Uh, I'm a little skeptical of that. Marquette, they like to run. They like to turn you over. They lead the Big East in terms of turnover percentage. But that Mata has this Butler team playing inspired basketball. I think Butler trending towards a tournament bid. They won at Creighton a week and a half ago. They're playing great, great ball. And I think, again, I'm not saying Butler's going to win this game, but you're giving me two buckets now with a team that is number one in terms of protecting the ball in Big East play. I think that this is a good matchup for Butler where they could kind of go shot for shot with Marquette. And listen, maybe the Golden Eagles win this game on the road and they keep the winning streak going, but I like Butler. And I think you're going to a good opportunity to sell on Marquette. They covered Saturday night against St. John's eight and a half point favorites or it closed around eight. Uh, Marquette was trailing in the second half of that game. It was a late flurry. Tyler Kolek freaked out at the end and he went nuts and they ended up winning by 11. But I wouldn't say that was like a true double digit win. You know, that was like a late push at the end to inflate the score. So I think Butler, you're getting a little bit of a inflated Marquette to take Butler as a home underdog. So uh, I'll take the Bulldogs uh, to keep this one close. Handicap the Big East then for me, Reed. Reed Wallach, a bet-sided in the early read with us here on BetQL Daily. Because, like, there's UConn, and, you know, UConn clearly the class of the conference. But then you do. You you get Marquette. You get Creighton. And even Seton Hall, to an extent. You know, handicap that sort of middle tier of the Big East and, and what the ceiling is for those programs, including Marquette. So UConn, to me, probably in a vacuum, is the best team in the country. Again, they won the national championship last year, and you know, I have, I, it's tough to go back to back. But if I were to take one team, one game, it's probably UConn. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but that's just my outlook on them. So, rightfully the favorite, rightfully, uh, you know, towards the top. But Marquette, I think, is Final Four upside. Again, that Kempom twenty twenty Marquette is balanced on both sides of the ball. Have a veteran ball handler, Creighton. It's a team I'm pumping the brakes on. I think Creighton is a team I'm very, very nervous of. I don't think they are as versatile as their profile probably indicates. I think that teams that could turn them over and pressure the ball can really, really make things difficult for a Creighton team. They lack uh, losing Nemhart to Gonzaga, I think, is really going to hurt them come March. Obviously, they have a great defense with Kalkbrenner, but I think Creighton, to me, lower ceiling than Marquette and UConn. And then you go down the board, I think you're going to have a lot of these teams that are battle-tested. Uh, I'm talking about your butlers. I, you know, Seton Hall could get in. Again, though, I don't know if I see them making a deep run, but they're playing amongst the top teams in the conference, uh, you know, night in, night out. You know, they're taking teams like UConn, Creighton down. Like I said, Butler won at Creighton. So I think those teams can get in and maybe win a game. But in terms of, like, long-term upside, I think – to me, UConn and Marquette are the only teams in this conference that could really make, you know, Elite Eight, Final Four, and beyond. Everyone else, to me, they look like more closer to second-round exits. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, as a proud Creighton alumnus, uh, I, 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 I feel those words, my friend. I feel those words every uh, March, uh, every February and March. So, so one of the things that, that you know, we're, 
for people that maybe are casual college basketball betters, hmm. you always look for the blue bloods, right? And you see Kentucky, and the first thing that I think of Kentucky is can you trust Kentucky? Is 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 there any sort of teams that you have now said, listen, among the blue bloods, we got the North Carolinas? Because when you look at the top teams uh, over at BetMGM who can win the national championship, you don't see a lot of familiar names, so to speak, in college basketball. Of the blue bloods, anybody there that, that you would say, hey, maybe them? So North Carolina would probably be the trendier pick. They've uh, definitely uh, uh, separated themselves as probably like the most likely number one team. I'm pumping the brakes on both North Carolina, on Duke, uh, Kentucky. I've been like heavy. No, the Kentucky, uh, we are at the point where like they're closer to the bubble than a Final Four contender at this point, the way Kentucky looks. I'm pumping the brakes on all the Blue Bloods, I think. I, I do think that there's a bit of concern for all these teams. I think North Carolina, I would say, is probably the most likely to make a run. But I think North Carolina, their defense is due for a bit of regression, and I don't trust their ability to shoot from the perimeter. Duke, think that they lack a real separator in terms of a guy that can really get going. I don't like Filipowski. I think Jeremy Roach has proven in March not necessarily an elite playmaker, you know, table setter for the rest of the offense. Kansas seems like they're a guy short. Johnny Furphy coming on at, here down the stretch, and if they get healthy, maybe they could turn it on. But I think that the, the team doesn't have its the typical Kansas analytical outlook, in my opinion, to really trust them. I think you're going to have a pretty random Final Four relative to you know your typical expectations, what you saw 10 years ago or so. Uh, I mentioned I took Iowa State to win the national championship, which is a pretty random one. Last year, like I said, San Diego State, uh, FAU, Miami, and then UConn I think was pretty uh, familiar. I think you're going to see something closer to that than, uh, Jim, your, like, your blue blood-centric Final Four. I think it's shaping up for a pretty wild march relative to your uh, – your boomer final fours. <laughs> uh, Reed Wallach, Very the cool. early read. You can catch him at Bet Sided as well with us here on BetQL Daily. Any other games tonight that you have an eye on, Reed? I'm thinking, you know, Pitts uh, in Charlottesville against the 21st ranked Virginia team. Um, you've got, you mentioned North Carolina. They're right there. Another one of those teams that's right on the cusp of the 2020 club, if we want to call mm-hmm. it that, in Ken Palm. They're on the road at Syracuse. Um, any other games that jump out at you? So I think Virginia is an interesting team. It's a team I also wrote about. Uh, I'll retweet it after I hop off, but I do like a weekly roundup of those teams and the buckets I like to separate like contenders and NCAA tournament mm-hmm. hopefuls in. And Virginia is a team that pops now because they're top 10 on defense, but outside the top 100 on offense. And while I was going through writing this article this week and I was doing the Iowa State portion where I'm talking about how I'm going to, you know, my NCAA tournament winner bet, Virginia looks a lot like Iowa State last year where they're going to get into the tournament. They're going to be in like that six to eight seed range. They're playing really well now, but their offense is going to fail them. And I actually think that they set up really nicely to be a team that you fade in the first round because they're going to score 50 points and they're just going to get outgunned to, in a race to 55-60 in the first round. So I think Virginia, it's a team that's trending upwards in terms of regular season play. And you know maybe people are starting to talk themselves into it. Like, oh, is this team going to get hot come tournament time? I actually think Virginia is ripe to make the tournament and be a quick in and out. Uh, I know that was like you're asking about tonight. Haven't handicapped that game specifically, but Virginia's a team that like is on my radar as one is the time yeah. to sell them. I believe they've won like eight in a row. 
yeah, the ACC in general, man, is just hard to get a beat on, especially yeah. even at the top. I was going to say outside of the top, but even like you mentioned earlier, North Carolina and Duke, hard to really get a handle on how deep they can go. Uh, if they put things together, you feel good. But uh, as you mentioned, seeing that consistently, just not there. Reed, great stuff as always, man. Can't wait to catch up with you again soon. Enjoy the action tonight, and we'll keep an eye out for things on BetSided as well. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Absolutely. Reed Wallach, as I mentioned, catch him at BetSided, uh, the Early Reed podcast as well, and at Reed Wallach on all the social media. He'll keep you up to date on what's happening. I love the Ken Palm 2020 because that's something, like I mentioned, you see teams uh, move in and out around those numbers, J-Rod, and it gives you an idea of just where they may be as the stretch run is approaching. All right, Isaac Trotter and in no 20 minutes. No Boomer Final Fours. No, no Boomer, boomer Final yeah. Fours. I, I, lo- I, I love that line. <laughs> Isaac Trotter of 24-7 Sports to get back into college basketball in about 20, 25 minutes from now. But coming up next, J-Rod Sweet Spot. Spring training underway, if not days away in most spots. Early MLB win totals and MVP odds next on BetQL Daily.